You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Hey, welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 20-year-old Deborah Wilson of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She was a student at Drexel University, and she was a math major. She was studying math and science because she wanted to be an engineer. She was the youngest of three sisters. On November 30th, 1984, she was found lying at the bottom of the stairs at the university. She had marks on her forehead and marks on her neck and marks on her body that indicated signs of a struggle. And she was found barefoot. There was no signs of sexual assault. The police found a computer cable that could have been used to strangle her. They found small specks of blood in the lab. So they sent the blood along with the computer cable for testing. Apparently, her boyfriend left her at the computer lab. He came back the following morning and noticed her car was still there. The police brought him in to the station for questioning. He tells police he was in love with Deborah. And the police noticed he had cuts on his hand. He tells police that he punched the wall when he found out about Deborah. And that when he left the computer lab, he asked a security guard to check on her. The police talked to the security guards. There were three security guards on duty that night. One of them confirmed that he spoke to Deborah's boyfriend, and it was near the end of his shift. So he turned this information over to the other two security guards. They both tell police that they walked through the school the entire night but didn't see anything suspicious. One of the security guards tells police that he got the call about the girl in the computer lab but didn't follow up on it. He said he let the other security guard know and he said he would take care of it. The other security guard was David Dixon. When the police asked David Dixon about that, he said he was never asked to escort Deborah. He tells police that he walked by the computer lab around 1.30 a.m. and heard printers going off and he didn't want to disturb anyone. Both security guards have different stories. The police run a background check on the two security guards. One of them had a couple of arrests. The police question him. He denies seeing Deborah, and he refused to take a polygraph test. The third security guard that left tells police that when he was leaving, he saw a male student leaving in a hurry. All three security guards said they never saw Deborah. The police speak to Deborah's friends. One of her friends, Marta Lewinsky, tells police that a guy named Alan Yeston liked Deborah. And apparently, he didn't like her boyfriend. He was obsessed with her. The police speak to him, and he tells them he was home alone all night. But there's no physical evidence linking him to the crime. The medical examiner confirmed Deborah was strangled to death. She suffered painful blows to her head and neck. She died between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. She stopped working around 1.30 a.m., and never signed off. Hey, don't forget to check out crystalkiss.com for my murder merch. Cool designs for all of you true crime addicts. 
If you live in the U.S. and buy three or more items, you'll get free shipping. Use discount code MURDER15, that's MURDER15, and save 15% on your entire order. Check out my YouTube channel, Murder Speaks. The link is in the show notes. There was another student who was at the school late that night. His name is Ashlyn Beerhard. He admits to being in his office the night Deborah was killed, and he took a polygraph test and failed. He tells police two students were in his office with him, so the police questioned one of the students, and he tells police that Ashlyn was working on his paper and left to go take a nap and returned three hours later. Ashlyn tells police he took a nap for three hours. The results of the blood come back. One speck of blood was type A, and Deborah's was type O. Ashlyn's wasn't type A, so he was cleared. Her boyfriend and two of the security guards were not type A, so they were cleared. Her friend tells police about an encounter with an art student named Enrique String. He approached her many times, so she mentioned it to Deborah. Apparently, he already took Deborah's picture. So they do a background check on him. He was a straight-A student and an organ donor. And he was also type A. The police show his picture to the guard who saw a student leaving the school that night in a hurry. And the guard instantly recognized him. So the police questioned Enrique. He tells police he hasn't seen Deborah in five months. He was at the school dropping something off at an advisor, which was confirmed. He said he was never in the computer lab. The case goes cold for eight years. Then, in 1992, the case was reopened. A supervisor who's been working there for eight years said he left the computer lab that night at 10 p.m. and that the printers shut off at 10 p.m. The security guard, David Dixon, originally told police that he heard printers going off in that room way after 10 p.m., but there's no way that could have happened. He said he didn't want to interrupt them working in the lab. David Dixon is no longer a security guard. He left his job at the university not long after Deborah was murdered. He moved out of the area and went back into the Army. He was living at the Philadelphia Naval Base, where women were reporting that their white sneakers went missing. He was a fifth-degree karate black belt, which explains the injuries Deborah had. In 1979, David was court-martialed and discharged from the army for burglary. Apparently, he had broken into female soldiers' homes in Korea and stole their white shoes. A former co-worker at SmithKline Beecham said that David was fired from his maintenance job for allegedly sending her a sexually explicit letter anonymously, then whispering over the phone that he would rape her. David's estranged wife, Felicia Williams Dixon, testified that she found several pairs of white women's sneakers in the home she shared with David in 1991 and 1992. Three women testified that David stole their sneakers. The police raided his apartment and storage locker, and it was full of white sneakers individually wrapped and 77-foot fetish videos. It appears Deborah was beaten with his security clock. At 1.15 a.m., David Dixon was asked to escort her to her car. He hit her. Then he strangled her. He dragged her to the stairwell, 
Then he snatched her white sneakers and socks. November 1995, David Dixon goes to trial. He was found guilty of murder in the second degree and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. This is so crazy. I mean, white sneakers? I mean, he killed Deborah for her white sneakers and her white socks. That just sounds so crazy when you say it out loud. Well, everybody who knew her, I'm very sorry for your loss. And David Dixon is exactly where he needs to be. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. I hope you enjoyed it. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My socials are in the description. Please like and subscribe. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Thanks. Bye.